Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dad's Read Princess Stories, the podcast where dads from around the world read stories about princesses from around the world. I'm your host, RPJ, and this second season of the podcast is all about Cinderella. During this season, you will hear dads from all backgrounds reading various versions of the Cinderella tale. Each dad reads in their own voice. Sometimes they might be silly doing voices and sound effects. Or maybe they read in a quiet voice, like it's late at night. Some might stop to do little asides, commenting on what's being read. At the end of the tale, they will give you what they think is the moral of the story. This is something that each dad comes up with on their own. Again, this might be funny, a joke, or a silly antidote. Or it's a serious examination of the story. It changes with every dad and every tale. Which brings us to today's episode. Jamie, a transgender Cinderella story. Written and illustrated by Ollie Pike. Ollie is not just a performer, author, educator, and podcaster, but the creator of Pop and Ollie. Pop and Ollie is an LGBTQ and equality educational resource used by children, parents, and educators. Ollie's videos and books are used in primary schools across the UK and beyond to teach about equality, diversity, and acceptance. Ollie this year in 2020 was named one of the 100 people on the Pride Power List, a guide to those in the LGBTQ community and or allies who are dedicated to working towards true LGBTQ equality and inclusion. You can follow Ollie on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube at Pop and Ollie. Check out Ollie's new podcast, Equality Education, wherever you download your podcasts. You can also go to popinolly.com for all of this information. And we will leave a direct link for those who would like to purchase a hard copy of this book. We are incredibly thankful to be reading this story with permission from Ollie Pike. Which brings us to today's dad, John Threlfall. John is the father of two teenagers has many years of storytelling and reading under his belt. A writer and podcaster, over the years, he has also been a wedding DJ, stage manager, writing teacher, CBC radio music columnist, test writer for a motorcycle TV show, and the editor-in-chief for an alternative newspaper. He is currently the communications officer for the University of Victoria's Faculty of Fine Arts and puts his 20 years as a theater critic to use as the co-host of the local arts podcast, Check the Program. As the father of a transgender 17-year-old, John specifically chose this story to remind us all that the need to embrace change is synonymous with parenting. You can follow John on Instagram at the underscore t underscore house underscore times or on Facebook at John Threlfall. Check the program is on anchor.fm and on Facebook. This is Jamie, a transgender Cinderella story. 
Once upon a time, in an old, dusty house, lived Jamie. Jamie was very handy. She was great at fixing things and could make almost anything from the little that she had. But her older, meaner brothers would often take advantage of this. Fix my motorbike, they'd moan. Mend my car, it would go on. Haven't you done it yet, they'd often be heard screaming. Jamie would be expected to do all this and more. She had to clean the house, prepare the meals, and sew up all the holes in her brother's stinky socks. It wasn't pleasant living with them at all, and what made it worse, her brothers had their own fairy godmother who could grant them wishes. We want new outfits, one brother would demand. Give us the coolest shoes, the other would say. We want more stuff, they'd both shout. And every time, just like that, their fairy godmother would give them what they wanted. Jamie once asked if she could make a wish too. It didn't go down well. You, the fairy godmother would laugh, make a wish, but look at you, dressed in rags, covered in dust, can't grant wishes to people like you. This had made Jamie very sad, for she only had ever wanted to wish for one thing. She wished that she could feel right, because she didn't. She didn't feel right at all. Not in her body, that is. You see, how Jamie felt inside didn't match up with what she saw in the mirror. And oh, how she wished it could. Jamie had asked her brothers for help, if she could maybe wear their old clothes, and if they could help cut her hair the way she wanted. But, you're not having any of my clothes, screamed one of the brothers, and don't even think about using my scissors, unfairly scolded the other. It wasn't an easy life for Jamie, but it was the only one she had. However, Jamie wasn't completely alone. Her friends, the mice, were very kind and helpful. They loved her, and they always would. It was a chilly afternoon, snow covered the ground, and Jamie was inside busy fixing the fireplace when, They're here! They're here! squealed one of Jamie's brothers. Invitations to the royal ball, and it's tonight! Oh, how wonderful! said the other. A night of dancing and dining, laughing and waving, and a chance to meet the princess. How exciting! Jamie joined in. She had heard much about the palace, the princess, and though few and far between, the royal balls. What? shrieked the pair. I wouldn't think for one minute that you'll be attending tonight's ball, Jamie, one brother said cruelly. But why ever not? Jamie asked. It looks like we were all invited. Yes, we're all invited to a royal ball. But there's nothing royal about you, one brother said in the most wicked way. <laughs> yes, what would you wear to a royal ball? The other brother cut in. You have no nice clothes, your hair is always very messy, and you're always covered in dust or grease or grime. Or cinders, the fairy godmother had now joined in, and the brothers began to laugh nastily. In fact, they laughed all evening as they got ready, all the while having their every wish granted. Once again, Jamie was left feeling very sad. I guess my brothers are right, she thought, as she watched them ride off towards the palace. Or are they? Jamie suddenly felt a feeling deep inside rising up. It was like fire in her tummy. What am I doing, standing for this? This is not fair. I should be allowed to attend the royal ball, too. And with that, Jamie started a plan. Okay, she thought. What do I need? Transportation. I need to get there, and I must have some nice clothes. Oh, and a disguise, a disguise to trick my brothers. Jamie smiled. She knew what she wanted, and now to make it happen. She went out into the garden and found the biggest pumpkin she could. 
All it needed was a few modifications and it would make a great ride. After a lot of hard work, Jamie had a roaring pumpkin car to drive to the ball in. It was incredible and one of a kind. Perfect. What's next? Jamie dashed upstairs and found an old piece of material that belonged to her. She carefully started to fold and neatly rip the material. It was tricky without any scissors. The mice watched in amazement as Jamie sewed and sewed until she had up the most wonderful suit. Jamie tried it on. It fitted just fine, and Jamie felt great. Admiring her reflection, she thought, One last thing. I need a disguise. Hmm, what can I do? And just then, she felt her trouser leg being tugged. It was her friends, the mice. They were holding her brother's scissors. Ah, thank you, little mice, Jamie said defeatedly, but I'm not allowed to use them. My brother made it very clear. The mice continued to tug, and, as they did, Jamie felt that feeling in her tummy once more. It was like fire. Jamie spoke. Aha, but he didn't say you couldn't use them, did he? Jamie said excitedly to the mice. Feeling very pleased with herself, Jamie lay down on the floor and allowed her good friends the mice to cut her long hair. The mice started cutting. Jamie couldn't wait. What a brilliant disguise. And it was done. Jamie sat up. She looked in the mirror. Oh, Jamie gasped. She remained silent for a short while. She then spoke. Wow, she said to the mice, clearly very happy with what she saw. This, this is me. This is Jamie. Jamie smiled, for finally looking back was the person Jamie was inside. And it wasn't the hair, or the suit, or the pumpkin car, but it was Jamie. Jamie finally understanding who he was. And I'm a boy. I always have been, Jamie said excitedly to the mice. The mice nodded. They completely understood. And they ran up Jamie's arm to give the biggest hug a group of mice can give. It was now time for Jamie to go to the ball, and he was very excited. The palace was filled with guests from far and wide, all dressed up, looking very smart. They were dancing and dining, laughing and waving. Almost everybody was having a wonderful time. Everybody except the princess. She did not enjoy these parties. Nobody seemed to just be themselves, and the lazy pair she was currently speaking with, well, they were even worse. We have a fairy godmother, you know, grants us lots of wishes. We can get anything we want, no need to work. The princess smiled politely and backed away from the brothers. She had had just enough about at the party when the most spectacular car glided through the ballroom doors. It looked like a pumpkin and expertly darted around guests until it came to a very calm stop right by the princess. Out stepped a very well-dressed young man. Hello, your highness. I'm Jamie. Sorry, no space outside. I thought I'd park in here instead. Closer to the dance floor that way, Jamie said with a cheeky grin on his face. He outstretched his arm, gesturing to the princess to dance with him. The other guests watched in astonishment. Who does he think he is, said one of Jamie's brothers, failing to recognize the boy they saw before them. I don't know, but look, the princess is clearly impressed, said the other. And it was true. The princess had very quickly taken to Jamie. She was intrigued by this young man she was now dancing with, and she wanted to know more. The pair danced and talked long into the night. The princess was captivated by Jamie, by his story, and by his honesty. Wow, said the princess, what a story. Jamie had told the princess everything, not a detail left out. I can't quite believe it, she said. What? Jamie asked. 
You mean you made this card by yourself? And this suit? All you too? Incredible! You are very talented. Jamie began to blush at the princess's words. There is just one thing. Oh, questioned Jamie. I just can't believe you let a mouse cut your hair, the princess laughed. It was actually a few mice, don't you think? They did a good job, Jamie giggled. You know what, said the princess. I think they did. And with that, she kissed Jamie on his cheek. It was the end of the night and long after midnight. Almost every guest had gone, all except Jamie and his two brothers. The brothers had to know more about this well-dressed young man who drove a pumpkin car. Excuse me, sorry to interrupt, said one brother to Jamie. We simply must know, who is your fairy godmother? She's done a wonderful job. What magic is this? Magic? Fairy godmother, Jamie laughed. Why, this is just me. You mean you put all of this together yourself? No magic, one brother asked. No magic, Jamie confirmed. Just a lot of hard work. Oh, and some help from my friends. Hard work, the brothers spat, almost fainting at the sound. No thanks. And off they went. They were no longer interested. The princess spoke. Didn't you want to reveal yourself to your brothers, she said. Hmm, I don't think it's necessary anymore, or even possible, said Jamie. But why ever not, asked the princess. Jamie looked at the princess and smiled. Tonight, Jamie had felt right for the first time, and he knew this is how things would stay. Well, your highness, I couldn't possibly, because I'm not wearing a disguise. The very next day when the brothers woke up, not a room had been cleaned, not a floor had been scrubbed, no meals had been made, no socks had been sewn. So they turned on the TV, but soon started to moan. Look, there's the princess gone for a ride in a pumpkin-shaped car, a young man at her side. The brothers watched on, and all they could see was a very happy princess and a boy called Jamie. And the moral to the story is, well, <laughs> I think there's many morals to this story. Not everyone, not even your family, will always understand or appreciate you. It's your job to go out in the world and find the people who do. Transformation, like a butterfly, is an essential part of both life and magic. But you can't expect magic alone to make everything better. It also takes hard work, a belief in yourself, and the self-confidence to take a risk. Remember, who you are on the outside doesn't always match who you are on the inside. And traditional princess stories don't always suit today's children. Sometimes you have to do a little digging to find the right story for you. Parents need to be aware of who their children are as people, what makes them truly happy, and how they can help them better fit into a world that doesn't always understand or accept them. And remember, sometimes it's the parents who also have to change. Well, that's it. Good night, sleep tight, and dream of who you really want to be. Special thanks to Ollie Pike, the author of Jamie, A Transgender Cinderella Story, for not just giving permission to read this story on the podcast, but for all the work that they do. The work that Ollie is doing is nothing short of amazing. You can see a delightful cartoon of this very story on YouTube at Pop and Ollie. We will leave a link to the episode in the bio for you to find it. Don't forget that we are also on Patreon now, and for $5 a month, you can get every episode early as well as bonus content. 
like, and subscribe to the podcast on any and all social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it, we're on it. Or better yet, share this episode on your social media. Tag us. Spread the love. Next week, we will have Brian Linz reading the 12 Months, a Slav legend, known to some people around the world as the Polish Cinderella. Until then, I'm RPJ. Stay safe.